Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Madi Bolaños in San Francisco. Demonstrators from around California are expected to converge in Sacramento today to support a state bill that would offer unemployment benefits to workers who are excluded because they're undocumented. KQED's labor correspondent Farida Javala Romero reports. One of numerous car wash workers waking up before dawn to ride a bus from San Francisco to the capital is Luis Mejia. The father of two from El Salvador says losing his income for months during the pandemic with no economic safety net to rely on was awful. Federal restrictions exclude California's more than one million undocumented workers from regular unemployment insurance benefits. That's even though their employers pay an estimated hundreds of millions of dollars on their behalf to the fund every year. SB 227 would direct the Employment Development Department, or EDD, to offer these laid-off workers $300 weekly for up to 20 weeks, money that would come from state coffers only. Here's Assembly Majority Leader Eloise Gomez-Reyes at a recent hearing. They have been paying into the system, the employers have been paying their part of it, yet none of those workers receive any of the benefits. She demanded to know whether the EDD is willing to put a program together if approved. Director Nancy Farias said yes, but only... If we had the time, the resources, the staff, and the money... The legislature passed a similar proposal last year, but Governor Gavin Newsom vetoed it, citing fiscal concerns. Attorney Kim Willett with Legal Aid at Work says even though the state faces a big deficit, they still believe this bill should be funded. It really is the obligation of the state to ensure that these programs are equitable, right, and that they do reach all Californians. The governor's office did not immediately respond to a request for comment. For the California Report, I'm Farida Javala Romero. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest, and I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love 
while also getting access to cool events, behind the scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening and thank you for your support. California prides itself on welcoming and including immigrants. The state is often at odds with the federal government over immigration enforcement. But there are some exceptions. And a big one is that when the state prison system is releasing someone who's not a citizen, they're allowed to turn them over to U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. And they routinely do. Joining me now to talk about a bill that would limit those prison-to-ICE transfers is KQED's senior immigration editor, Taiki Hendricks. Hey, Taiki. Hey, Madi. So this isn't the first time legislators have tried to pass a bill that would prevent transfers to ICE, right? That's right. Last year, there was a bill called the Vision Act that would have barred all prison-to-ICE transfers. Um, This is something that states like... uh, Illinois, Oregon, and actually Washington, D.C. have done, but it it did come up short in California. Okay, so we know that that didn't work. What's different this year? So this year, Assemblymember Wendy Carrillo and advocates uh, have taken a much more narrow approach California recently has passed a range of criminal justice reforms that have had broad support in the legislature, have been approved by the governor, um, but they don't benefit immigrants because ICE routinely picks them up. And so this new bill called the HOME Act would focus in on stopping the prison to ICE transfers of non-citizens who've been released under those criminal justice reforms. Here's how Assemblymember Carrillo puts it. Immigrant communities are subjected to outrageous and unjust double standards who, after having served their time and paid their debt to society, are denied the right to go home, restart their lives, and be with their families. So you've done some extensive reporting on the disconnect between the state and the federal government over immigration enforcement. Where does that disconnect lie? So there are new laws reducing sentences that are letting people out early, but um, the federal immigration system says that immigrants and even legal ones are deportable if they have a so-called aggravated felony, which includes a lot of crimes, including misdemeanors. So in reporting on this, I profiled a woman who'd lived through this. Her name is Sandra Castañeda, and she actually was uh, convicted of second-degree murder And given a sentence of 40 years to life, she was driving a van as a 20-year-old, and one of her passengers fired out the window and killed someone. Uh, Everyone ran away. She was the only person arrested. She was given the murder conviction. But then a few years ago, California overhauled what was called the felony murder rule. The new law said if you had been present at a murder, but you weren't the killer, then you couldn't be convicted of murder. And so Sandra's um, sentence was, well, she was resentenced and released in 2021. But then because she was a, a permanent resident, not a citizen, she was turned over to ICE And she is out now, but she's still fighting deportation. And she actually went to Sacramento this week to testify for the HOME Act. And here's what she said about her experience uh, when she was speaking at a rally before the hearing. 
But instead of coming home, they gave me two eyes. I was put in a plane and sent to Lumpkin, Georgia, where I stayed there for a year and six days, not knowing what was going to happen to me. So if this bill had been law, Sandra wouldn't have been turned over to ICE when released? That's right. I mean, ICE could have tracked her down at home in Los Angeles if they really thought she was a danger to society. Um, But she wouldn't be automatically transferred from prison the way she was. This Home Act is kind of a way that Carrillo and advocates are saying California should protect immigrants here and not participate in that detention and deportation system. And so what are the prospects for this bill? Well, it has a lot of support from the immigrant rights community, um, but it's unclear, you know, if it does get through the state legislature uh, and to the governor's desk, what he would do with it. So it's something I'm going to keep watching over the coming months. Thank you so much for your reporting, Taiki. It's always a pleasure, Madi. Thank you. And that's the California Report for Thursday, April 13th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Medicine, comprising its School of Medicine and Adult and Children's Health Systems, working together to advance knowledge and improve lives. StanfordMedicine.org. The James Irvine Foundation, accepting nominations now for the 2024 James Irvine Foundation Leadership Awards at IrvineAwards.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes 11th Hour Racing, working to connect sustainability with sport to help restore ocean health, on the web at 11thHourRacing.org. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.